Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Ag Today with Rod McDonald. Good afternoon, everyone. It's uh, 18 after 12 after 1 in Manitoba. We have a lot of ground to cover today on Sask Ag today and not a whole lot of time so we're going to get right at it our own ryan young at our sister station ckrm will report on the beef and forage report today on another town hall meeting held over on the western side of the province where of course the drought is is a terrible situation causing all sorts of headaches for livestock producers and crop growers as well so we'll find out what happened at that meeting yesterday held in Cadillac also on the program today Saskatchewan Agriculture's weekly crop report I spoke about that with Mackenzie Ledoon this morning Manitoba Pork held a special uh, online session a zoom call this morning to release details of a new economic analysis of the hog sector in the province cam Dahl is the general manager of manitoba pork we'll hear from him along with manitoba pork chair rick uh, prejit on the program today and a pair of young ladies from denmark are visiting uh, the the uh, region, the Willowbrook region, they're working on a farm in the Willowbrook region this summer. Had an opportunity to speak with both young ladies yesterday. They have, uh, they aspire to have careers in agriculture and they're pursuing their careers by uh, spending some time on a farm in east central Saskatchewan. So we'll hear from them on the program today as well. Beef and Forage Report. Producers in the Cadillac area took advantage of an opportunity to share their thoughts at a town hall meeting yesterday. Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association hosted the meeting. It's their fourth. CEO Grant McClellan says it went very well, just like the previous three. Ryan Young from our sister station CKRM in Regina spoke with McClellan this morning. Yeah, we probably had around 70 uh, to 80 producers or folks in the room yesterday again. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely been people coming out to these. There was a good mix of, of folks. There was uh, grain producers there, mixed uh, operations and livestock, as well as uh, representatives from uh, a number of feedlots as well. So there's we're getting, I think, a good breadth of folks coming out to these meetings. In terms of programs being talked about, I know the forage rainfall insurance program was mentioned. Uh, the low yield threshold program from crop insurance was also mentioned at these meetings. Uh, was that kind of the continuing trend or was there other programs mentioned and feedback provided? For sure. And I mean, yeah, those programs have received a lot of attention uh, as we've gone through these town hall meetings and, and the other program that we don't have details on yet, but uh, has received a lot of attention is the agri recovery program. And of course, that was the program in 2021 that paid out $200 per head per animal. So we have uh, been in conversation with the ministry officials uh, for the province of Saskatchewan, including Minister Merritt's office, trying to give feedback that we're hearing from people uh, at these meetings as to what kind of support they would be looking for if an agri-recovery program is announced. We know that the province has made that application for the assessment, but we've been hearing a lot about what kind of support would be necessary uh, that doesn't exist in any of the other programs. And what was kind of the other feedback mentioned at the meeting from a producer's perspective? By and large, I mean the, that they're facing increased 
pressure from high cost of freight, whether that means they're trying to haul feed or, or water for their animals. Uh, and again, the high cost of feed and, and that some of the programs that are out there, forage rainfall, is not capturing the true cost of, of feed, especially in the face of those the rising prices as a result of drought. And we know in some areas of the province, there's not feed there and there's not feed nearby. So those costs, uh, those freight costs are a very real obstacle for them to be able to uh, to support their livestock. And I could imagine there's been a lot of note-taking and probably pages and pages worth of uh, notes, eh? There has been a significant amount of notes being taken. Uh, we have Clifford from our office who uh, has been at all of the meetings with me. And, and while I'm up at the front uh, working with producers and having those conversations, she's been taking notes. And, and we've been feeding that information back to the uh, to Ministry of Agriculture officials as well as compiling it for our our information as we go forward and have conversations with counterparts in Alberta and Manitoba and things like that. But uh, we know that crop insurance has had, uh, Jeff Morrow was there last week, the CEO of crop insurance was there last week, and the vice president of uh, crop insurance, Laura Lee Halston, was there this week, So, uh, as well as ministry officials. So there's been lots of opportunity, I think, for those folks to hear directly from producers uh, what challenges they're facing. So, well, That's good. And uh, in terms of uh, any future meetings, uh, what's it looking like uh, in the future? We have just booked the venue for one more meeting next week in Central Butte, Saskatchewan at the Legion Hall. So we'll be having one more of uh, of these town hall style meetings next week. All right. And anything else that you wanted to add? I mean, the only piece I would add again, and, and we beat this drum at our meetings too, is is really stay focused on mental health and try and make available the resources to folks, the resources that are out there, uh, that if they run into something or they see a neighbor that's struggling or a family member, to please, please remind them that these resources are out there, resources like the Farm Stress Line, the Canadian uh, Mental Health Association has a number of resources as well. But uh, we've been trying to provide folks with that. But just to remind people that uh, that these programs and, and resources are out there, please take advantage of them. We know it's a, it's a really challenging time and that weighs heavy on a lot of minds. And we just want to make sure that people are taking care of themselves. And that is today's Beef and Forage Report. It's a little after 12.30 now, 1.30 in Manitoba. Time for AgReview. It's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. GX94, AgReview. Harvest operations are ramping up now in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan Agriculture's Mackenzie Ladoon says combines are already rolling on the western side of the province. So harvest is beginning with combines beginning to become a frequent site in the west, central and southwest regions in Saskatchewan. Many areas of the province are also preparing for harvest operations as the hot and dry conditions continue and the crops start to ripen. Producers are really hoping for some rain once the crops are off to help replenish soil moistures for next year. The blazing sun continued to rob the topsoil of what little moisture is left. The harvest is beginning with combines beginning to become a frequent. Hot temperatures persisted this past week, coupled with the lack of rain. This caused a decrease in soil moisture. So provincially, we're seeing that cropland topsoil moisture is rated as 13% adequate, 49% short, and 38% very short. Hay and pastureland is very similar, where 11% has adequate moisture, 42% short, and 40%, 47% is very short. Some areas of the province did receive some much welcome rain over the past week, but again, the areas that need it the most 
went without. The north received the most rain this past week, with 53 mils being reported in Prince Albert and also the Shelbrook region recorded a significant moisture event of 47 mils. Unfortunately, there was no real significant moisture that occurred in the southwest or the west central region. Ladoon says crop damage over the past week resulted from drought and heat stress, grasshoppers and gophers. This coming Saturday, August 5th, is Food Day Canada, the day an opportunity to celebrate Canada's farmers, ranchers, processors, chefs, researchers and home cooks. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt says Food Day Canada serves as a link that connects us all through the joy of food, This is the 20th anniversary for Food Day Canada, and there are several ways to get involved in Food Day Canada. Try a new recipe, dine at your local favorite local restaurant, or share stories and pictures online by using hashtag Food Day Canada and tagging at Food Day Canada. For more information, visit fooddaycanada.ca. You might be surprised just how large the hog sector in Manitoba is. Manitoba Pork has released some stats that spell it out. 55% of all agriculture and food processing jobs in Manitoba are tied to the hog sector, and the sector contributes 22,000 jobs across Manitoba in both urban and rural communities. Each year, Manitoba's hog sector directly contributes $139 million to the provincial government in tax revenue, and another $87 million in municipal tax revenues. A major cash injection for Manitoba beef and forage initiatives. The federal and Manitoba governments announce up to $2.85 million over the next five years. Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiatives is a collaboration between Manitoba beef producers, Ducks Unlimited Canada, and Manitoba Agriculture to undertake beef and forage research and demonstration trials to support increased profitability and environmental sustainability in the beef industry. The funds will expand Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiative's operational capacity by creating additional positions to focus on technology and field operations, as well as supports for outreach to producers. G3 has officially opened its newest grain elevator at Rycroft, Alberta, north of Grand Prairie held a grand opening ceremony yesterday, including tours, a lunch, speeches, and a ribbon-cutting. G3 Rycroft becomes part of the network of high-efficiency G3 grain-handling facilities across Western Canada. The Rycroft elevator has a capacity of 42,000 metric tons and is on the CN rail line. Construction on the elevator started in late 2021. Nutrien says it's decided to indefinitely pause its ramp-up plans for potash production. The company cited market conditions for stopping efforts to bolster potash output to 18 million tons. Potash prices have eased after the resumption of shipments from major supplier Belarus, whose exports were largely frozen last year due to Western sanctions against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Nutrien announced last month that it would cut production at its Cory Potash Mine in Saskatchewan because of a lack of export capacity due to the strike by dock workers at the Port of Vancouver. And a union vote among the port workers is underway to determine the fate of a deal with employers that could bring their long-running dispute to an end. 
The union is holding its vote from 6 to 6 today and tomorrow to decide whether to ratify a tentative agreement. Rejection would raise the prospect of more federal involvement in the case, with the Canada Industrial Relations Board directors to impose a deal or binding arbitration on both sides if a negotiated resolution can't be reached. The dispute shut down more than 30 port terminals and other sites for 13 days last month. And that is today's Ag Review. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. And time now for the Livestock Report. Today's closing Livestock Futures, a presentation of Heartland Livestock in Yorkton. Livestock Market Conditions. First, here are today's closing U.S. Livestock Futures. October live cattle won 83.30, up 80. December live cattle won 85.55, up 95 cents today. September feeder cattle closed at 251.65, up a buck 55. October feeder cattle 253.42, a hundredweight, up a buck 57. October lean hogs 82.05 down 282 today and December lean hogs 74.55 down 232 and those are today's closing US livestock futures Ask Ag Today, I'm Rod McDonald, sitting in for the vacationing Doug Falconer. There's a Danish flavor to the Willowbrook area farm of David and Evelyn Hall this summer. Two young ladies from Denmark are on the Hall farm this summer as they pursue careers in agriculture. They came through the International Rural Exchange Program. 20-year-old Nina Tronberg aspires to be a veterinarian and 21-year-old Lina Lilholm Christensen wants to be a dairy farmer. Nina and Lina spoke with me about their career plans and the valuable experience they're gaining on the Hall Farm. First, I asked Tronborg what prompted her to pursue a career in agriculture. Well, uh, right now I study on the ag school in Denmark um, and I specialize in cows because I want to be a cow veterinarian. But um, I didn't know anything about cows, uh, so I wanted to go to the agricultural school to learn something about cows. And why did you want to come to Canada to work on a farm here? Um, it's because I wanted to experience the world and do it now instead of later in the life. So I just wanted to experience the world and try something new. Kronberg says she's been working on the whole farm for about a month now and has another couple of months left. She says she's getting to experience all aspects of the farm. Um, and in the morning I check cows um, and then I work in the field and work on the farm and whatever they told me they told me to do. I asked Nina about the farms back in Denmark and how they're the same or different from the farms she sees here. Back in the days there were a lot of farms but it's hard to farm in Denmark and it's only getting harder and harder so um, most of the farms shut down and because of that the farms just get bigger and bigger but there is small farms too. I also spoke with Lina Lilholm Christensen. Um, well, I am from around the same region as Nina. I go to school um, in the south 
I went there and now I'm in the north and then I uh, work on a dairy farm um, at home that's down south. Um, it's it's a bigger agriculture area and we have a lot of um, dairy farms. And I actually came to Whole Farms and Canada um, in the just before harvest in 2021 and I did the harvest season and I stayed the whole winter too. Um, and that was uh, for my um, for second time hands-on working uh, because because uh, at home we do uh, when you're in agriculture school you do a lot of you, a year of school and then you're out working getting real life experiences on a farm and then you go back to school and then I went to Canada for six months and I worked over here to travel and see the country and see how the agricultural uh, life uh, and workers in other parts of the world. And now I'm just back for a six-week summer break between um, my ag economy. So I'm just here visiting and uh, saying hello to my uh, fans and family over here and like just helping out in the garden and the household and making sure everything runs when everybody else in that is uh, in the fields. I asked Lina how farms here differ from farms back home in Denmark. She says everything is bigger here. So we farm uh, what would be equivalent to like 1,800 hectares on whole farms. And an average farm at home is about 250 heads of dairy cows and approximately the same in hectares. So like 250, 300 hectares. So it's uh, everything's bigger over here, like the machinery, the seeding, like the tractor I was driving uh, when I was running the grain cart um, in 2021. I I'm not even allowed to drive that at home because it's too wide for the roads. So that's just a little bit about the size over here. Lina says it's a lot different farming here. Like when you're in dairy at home, everything is so uh, planned and we live on a schedule because we have the vet coming every other day on um, like the same weekdays and we have uh, just things that we need to do and everything's pretty much scheduled out. And coming here and working with crops like we make a new plan every day and sometimes more um more times in a day so like that um different schedule you have to learn how to work around and that has helped me uh you know overcome uh surprisingly things that happens at the dairy farm at home you know there's always something happening that makes your plan kind of shifts or something needs to be prioritized differently um so that's a really nice experience like you know to learn um that too when you're so used to having a schedule at home and i just like love canada everybody's so friendly and open arms and it's such a nice country to visit um so yeah i am really looking forward to coming back and finally you can tell that lina has been in canada for a while now she's taken up one of our favorite pastimes complaining about the highways we really like your gravel roads, like they're amazing. The RM counters just um, does such a good job on keeping them up. <laughs> but we really just hate and despise your like normal asphalt roads, they're so bad. Um, I really don't miss that about Canada, um, but I would like to take your gravel, uh, gravel roads with me home. And then I really like, you really like the weather over here. It's nice and sunny and you're always counting on that, but we would like some rain, please. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Lina Lilholm Christensen. We also heard from Nina Tronberg. 
They're from Denmark and pursuing careers in agriculture. They've been gaining valuable practical experience working on David and Evelyn Hall's farm in the Willowbrook area. Commodities Update. Now let's check today's closing grain prices. November canola, 780.90. That was up 690 at the close. January canola, 784.20, up 590. September, Minneapolis wheat closed down again today at 8.33 and a half a bushel. That's down 15 and a half cents. September, Kansas City wheat, 767 and a half, down 19 and a half. September, Chicago wheat, 627 a bushel, down 13 cents. September, corn, 480 and three quarters, down seven and a half. September soybeans closed today at 13.82 a bushel, up five and a half cents. And September oats, 4.24 and a half, and that was down nine and three quarters of a cent. And those are today's closing grain prices. Farm Bulletin Board. Well, as we mentioned on uh, AgReview, this Saturday is Food Day Canada. The day, an opportunity to celebrate Canada's farmers, ranchers, processors, chefs, researchers, and home cooks. This is the 20th anniversary for Food Day Canada. There are several ways you can get involved. You can try a new recipe, try dining out at a favorite local restaurant, or share stories and pictures online by using hashtag Food Day Canada and tagging at Food Day Canada. For more information, visit fooddaycanada.ca. The Western Development Museum in Yorkton will be a busy place this weekend with the Yorkton Thresherman's Club, as long as, uh, along with the East Central Seniors and the Yorkton Antique Auto Association, having an old-fashioned celebration Saturday and Sunday. It's the 65th Thresherman's Show and Seniors Festival. You can get a glimpse of Saskatchewan's heritage through the operation of vintage equipment and the reenactment of methods and techniques from the past. The show and festival's popularity stems from its blend of traditional skills with the spirit and diversity of Saskatchewan people. Now, the 65th annual Thresherman Show and Seniors Festival goes from 9 to 6, both Saturday and again on Sunday at the Western Development Museum in Yorkton. You can learn how settlers turned cream into butter and taste Fresh baked bread from an outdoor clay oven, which is always a highlight of the Thresherman's Festival. As well, watch the York Colony Quilters Guild at work and learn a bit more about the past with guest exhibitors, including the Yorkton Brick Mill Heritage Society and um, Jack Z Toys. Once again, it's all happening Saturday and Sunday at the Western Development Museum in Yorkton with their 65th annual Thresherman Show and Seniors Festival. And we'll close out GX on Agriculture now with our precision weather forecast. It's for the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview Mooseman, Indian Head, Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, and Russell regions. Continuing sunny and hot, wind southeast 10 to 20, at times gusting higher, high 32 this afternoon. Partly cloudy tonight. There is a 20% chance of some overnight showers. Wind south, southeast 10 to 20. Overnight low 17. Partly sunny tomorrow. Little cooler, not much. 
High 29, west-northwest wind 15 to 30, overnight low tomorrow night 15, then partly sunny again on Saturday, wind northwest 15 to 30, gusting higher in the afternoon, high near 27. Partly to mainly sunny on Sunday, a tad cooler 25, and partly sunny 30% chance of evening showers Monday, high again near 25 degrees. On this hour's temperature roundup, 23 in Hudson Bay and the Paw, 24 degrees in Swan River and Shoal Lake and Russell, 26 this hour for Dauphin, Brandon, Roblin, 29 in Broadview, Mooseman, and Saskatoon, 31 for Indian Head, 32 degrees in Regina. In the Yorkton-Melville region, it's sunny. The wind is east-southeast at 15, relative humidity 40%. Our current temperature is 28 degrees. Well, we had a few things we weren't able to get to on the program today, including details from Manitoba Pork about a new economic analysis of the hog sector in the province. So we'll put that over till tomorrow, and we'll hear from Cam Dahl from Manitoba Pork, as well as the uh, the chair of Manitoba Pork, Rick Predgett, telling us just how important the hog sector is in Manitoba and look at plans to expand but with that they're going to be looking for more workers because there's a worker shortage and it's difficult to expand facilities if you don't have people to work in them so that'll be kind of the center of the discussions coming up on the program tomorrow that's our time for today though join me again tomorrow afternoon at 12:15, in manitoba for sask ag today i'm rod mcdonald it's time now for gx94's news and sports headlines Thank you, Rod. No announcements today with our GX94 cattle sale uh, or our bullpen. But if you do have cattle to sell, you can contact our GX94 sales department at 306-782-2256 to tell the entire listing area about your next sale on the GX94 bullpen. Saskeg Today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.